This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. It's great to be back after a nasty bout of the flu. And heads up, we are going to have more on the story Bob led with the hijab hoax a little later in the show. But first, we get to what is, unfortunately, an old story. High-pressure sales tactics aimed at vulnerable consumers, and often that means the elderly who are sometimes not aware of what they are buying, like internet service for people who don't have computers. This time, This seems to be emanating from Rogers call centers where dozens of employees have told the CBC that they are under, quote, extreme pressure to hit sales targets or risk terminations. Their claims come on the heels of Bell Canada workers revealing similar pressures to upsell customers. Now, Rogers said it It's taking these complaints seriously, but it says that that is not the way they normally do business. Now, I want to hear from you. I'm sure everybody out there has received a call from a Rogers or a Bell. And uh, tell me what your experience is. Uh, Did you experience high-pressure sales tax uh, tactics uh, to try to up sell you. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. In the meantime, we are talking to John Lawford, who's the Director and General Counsel for the Public Interest Advocacy Centre, and Ellen Roseman, a Toronto Star columnist and consumer advocate. Welcome to you both. Thank you, Libby. Hi, Libby. Hi, John. Uh, Great. Uh, so first of all, let's go to John, and uh, you're calling for a public inquiry, correct? That's correct. At the CRTC, we're hoping they'll do a public inquiry so people can tell their stories and we can get the uh, trust back in the industry. Uh-huh. And uh, have you handled complaints from consumers, or is this just a reaction to to these investigations? No, we have a number of complaints sent straight to us, and um, more since uh, last night's story. Uh, I think it's pretty uh, endemic to the entire industry, but that's why we want to have the inquiry to see just how far this goes. Uh huh. And what I mean, you know, a, a public inquiry usually uh, that means uh, something uh, that takes a long time and uh, costs the public a lot of money and ends up in some kind of recommendations that uh, are often not acted on. Well, this this time, um, not to monopolize the conversation, but this time uh, we think it can be done a little bit cheaper and a little quicker. The CRTC has the power to do these inquiries. They've done them before for 911, and they've done them before for uh, for other other services where they're not quite sure what to do. It's, it's oh, making it less was another one, remember? The fate of payphones. <laughs> Ellen, uh, let's bring Ellen Roseman in. Ellen, you know, unfortunately, this is not a new story. This is an old story. Oh, yeah. I've been covering uh, uh, telecom suppliers for 20 years, I guess, at the Star. 
and there's always been high pressure to sell. Um, and uh, the what they used to do more often was call you and offer great deals, and then people would say yes, and then they found out later, because it wasn't said on the phone, that they, they were either in a uh, multi-year contract or that the great deal they were offered didn't exist. And then the company would say, well, we can't really get you out of the deal because you said yes, but we will, if you call us every month, we will adjust your bill, which is really difficult for people to remember to do every month. But now it's and difficult more like to get through. Yes, that's right. And now it's more like if you call just to get information or just to give them uh, an inquiry of some kind, they can't let the call end. They have to keep pushing to get some kind of sale out of it. And that seems even worse because you can't really trust the the people at the call center because of the uh, strict quotas that they're on to uh, not end the conversation until you've got something uh, sold. Uh, Well, uh, you know, uh, the consumer can always end the conversation. Uh, I have to say that when I get calls uh, from those people, I I end the conversation before it starts. Yes, that's one one way to handle it. I think people have to train themselves a little bit to feel that they're they're not at all being bad by... uh, or being rude by hanging up. It's more a matter of control. If you feel out of control, that's one very good tactic is just to hang up, try a different CSR and a different customer service person again, and to be really on the uh, on your toes that you are going to be upsold or you're going to they're going to try at least. Okay, and Ellen, what do you say to the, the company says, okay, well, you know, they always make it sound like it, it's it's one bad apple. Well. I'm a Rogers customer myself, and I do call in sometimes for issues that arise. And um, I do find that their customer service people are very friendly. They mostly work out of North America, so you're, you're not getting offshore people. And that's one way that they can really get to know you better is to act really nice and to make it sound like they're acting in your best interest. So that's the thing that people have to recognize, that this very nice person on the phone is there not only to help you out, but also to try and suggest other things that they think would be perfect for you and that, you know, this conversation isn't just motivated by being your friend but by having, uh, you know, some some uh, sales quotas. So just uh, be careful about that and um, uh, be aware. And it's not even, you know, telecom. Banks do that as well. There's a federal inquiry on right now trying to look at the bank sales pressures and CBC has focused on that. And in Ontario... The biggest issue to me with the elderly is those door-to-door sales and now phone sales of furnaces, water heater, rentals, all that home energy stuff. And again, people are defenseless. And some of these seniors don't even know that um, they already have contracts and they sign multiple contracts. Yeah, and I mean, some of it is also we've we've seen stories about people who uh, do sign up and suddenly they aren't told that that for all these new services that they've signed up for, there are connection fees that are quite considerable. Sometimes they sneak extra things in the bill. I mean, you know, uh, to be honest, uh, you don't even even people who are not vulnerable maybe don't go through every bill with a fine tooth comb. Yeah, people can miss things, and you're quite right about extra fees not being explained. Also, promotional pricing is one of the big ones where it will only be a price for three or six months and then revert to something quite a bit higher for the following 18 months, and that's where people tend to get caught. Uh, And the sales reps should be saying, this is a promotional offer. It only goes six months, and after that, the new price will be higher. And it's interesting because the CRTC recently put out what they call the television service provider code and it does require that 
when you're even making an offer to a consumer, you have to talk about the end of the promotional price. But it doesn't apply to internet, and it doesn't apply to uh, cell phones. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Now, before we get to the phones, because people are waiting, John, what is your reaction to a company explanation saying, we take this seriously, but this isn't the way we do business, bad apples, the bad apple explanation? Yeah, no, it's avoiding responsibility, and I think that's unfortunate because uh, with so many employees reporting the same kind of treatment, it's obvious that it's a corporate practice, and whether it's uh, written down or whether it's tacit and just done with the managers, there's too much pressure to make the bottom line go higher for each quarterly, you know, uh, report to shareholders, and... uh, and I think the companies know this, and they're just ducking responsibility. Okay, I, I want to get to the phones, but I also want to raise something else. And, you know, I, I do have uh, sympathy for workers who have to meet sales targets to keep their jobs. But, um, you know, is, is that an excuse to behave unethically? And, and you know, frankly, a, a sales job, is it's, it's not for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe Ellen has something to add, yeah. but, but sales can be done in an ethical way, and that's why we want the inquiry to see if CRTC can put a few limits on it, in in particular selling people only things that are at least suitable for them. Uh, that's That's at least a baseline standard. Yeah. Call center jobs are attractive to people who can't work in a, a, a position where they're facing the public, say in a, a, a store or a bank branch. You know, disabled can work there and the hours are flexible. And for many people, call center jobs are one of the few that they can really adjust to their own schedule. So when they have an ethic of trying to be responsible and the company has an ethic of sell, 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 it's really difficult for them because they really want to hold on to the job. So that's why I think it's important for the companies. Like, for example, most of the uh, really elderly people use the phone and the company uh, on the phone will say, uh, you know, here's this great plan, here's what it'll cost, and then we'll send you an email with all the details. Well, those emails don't get read because many people just don't understand email or they can't read it or it's a... Or don't don't have a computer. Yeah, right. And by the time they get someone else to check their email, the company might say, oh, a a day or two has passed, it's too late, you know, you said yes, and now you're stuck in this this deal, you can't get out of it. Okay, uh, let's hear from our audience. We've got Anne in Brantford. Hi, Anne, or it's Bradford, I'm sorry. Yeah. Hi, Libby, how are you? We're fine, you're on the air, please go ahead. Um, I had a very bad experience with Rogers about two years ago. Um, I had moved out from my senior's home to a private apartment, and uh, I phoned Rogers and said I'd like to be hooked up with um, a plan. And uh, for starters, they were six days late coming in. And then my plan to live on my own didn't work out, so I moved back to the seniors' place where I lived, and then I got a bill for the full month. Wow. And I'd only had the service for like six days. Oh, wow. And and they didn't fix that for you? I'm sorry, love? They didn't fix that for you? No. No, no, I had to pay it. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. And, I mean, I'm a senior citizen, and, you know, we're on a fixed income. So my answer to all that is I don't have cable with either Rogers or Bell. Okay. I just buy movies, and uh, that's how 
I fix my problem. Okay, well, you know, it's unfortunate. Uh, a lot of people make that decision by choice, and that's one thing, but it's unfortunate that, that uh, you had to do that because you've been badly treated and you don't trust. Thanks for sharing yes, that, because, Anne. because, you know, um, I mean, I had only picked two channels anyway, uh, National Geographic and A&E, and that cost me a fortune, so, you know, heaven knows what it costs if you want more. Okay. Thank you for that, Anne. Let's go to Wendy in Orangeville. Hello, Wendy. Hi, Libby. Um, my um, uh, concern is the uh, Bell Customer Retention Department. Um, we decided to cancel Bell services last uh, August. Mm-hmm. And from the time we made the phone call, and, and it was very difficult to make them understand we wanted to cancel, they didn't stop calling um, every day sometimes 13 times a day, because wow. I counted on call display 13 from morning to night, trying to talk us um, out of cancelling Bell services. It was nothing short of harassment. And every time I spoke to someone, I said, I understand this is your job, so you can pass on my comments to someone who cares and can do something about this, but you need to remove us from the system. Well, that's going to take a few days so that you'll probably continue to get the phone calls. And we did, until the day the service did it. So we were really, really on. And now I don't have cable or satellite. I have only internet, and I'm happy with that. And I would never go back to Bali. Okay, thank you for that, Wendy. Okay. I, I, that that begs a lot of questions. Thanks, Wendy. Uh, John, uh, is there any limit on the number of times and uh, the type of calls that that are legal to be made? I mean, we had a thing called a no-call list, and everybody ignored it. Well, one thing you can do uh, in that situation that Wendy was talking about is you can ask Bell to be put on their internal do-not-call list, which means even though you're a customer or a former customer, they have to keep a separate list. And then if they continue to call you, you can complain to the do not national do-not-call list. So that's one thing for people to think about that most people don't know. Um, but it is it is harassment, and um, yeah, it's what what is been told on all these stories, Rogers and Bell, is that there is no incentive for the companies to complete a cancellation, and so they will resist it and avoid it till the end. Okay, uh, let's go to Kathy in Mississauga. Hi, Kathy. Hi, hi, Libby. How are you? We're fine. Welcome back. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to tell you two. It'd be two years ago in April. I um, I had uh, having trouble with Rogers, so I uh, got a phone call from Bell, and they offered me um, a two-year program, actually a contract, um, for one hundred and twenty-five dollars a month for my internet, my cable, and my uh, phone. Mm-hmm. So I said, fine, okay. So I took that. So my first bill I got was one hundred and twenty-five dollars. After that, would you believe now my bill is up to $166 a month? And of course comes, I believe that. And, I mean, it come, and every month I phone them and say, why is my bill not the same? And they tell me I've never had a contract. And I go, what do you mean I've never had a contract? I had a contract with you people. And, you know, like I live in a condo, and uh, they told me that they couldn't do the cable all the way around my, um, li- like my living room into my laundry room where my computer is. So they put a dummy box in there. They told me it was a dummy box. Now, all of a sudden, it's not a dummy box. I have to pay extra $4 for this box that I was told was a dummy box, which is not a dummy box. 
So, and my contract's coming up in April. I hate to see what it's going to be, but who do you go to? Um, Libby, uh, one of the things that people often don't know about, and John certainly does because he helped bring this about, is that there's a complaints agency for telecommunication customers. Oh, and what's it called? Please give the us all the details. for Complaints for Telecommunication Services. That's a very long name, CCTS. And if you just Google CCTS Ottawa, you get all the information about how to complain. And they're pretty good at looking at these complaints and trying to decide who's at fault. And they charge the telecom suppliers for the work they do in mediating the complaints. So the telecom suppliers should be at least trying to prevent complaints from going there. Certainly worth telling your company that you plan to go there. The other issue is that if you have a contract, you're bound by the terms of the contract for two years. That's the average uh, length for a cell phone contract anyway. The company feels that it doesn't have to keep prices the same. It can raise prices during the term of the contract. Really? Which sounds unfair. Yeah. The CRTC addressed that by saying that if you want to get out of the contract because the price has gone up, you are allowed to do so. The companies used to insist that pricing wasn't a material term, so it wasn't huh. really relevant. So at least we got that far. But they can't seem to force the companies to keep the prices the same during the contract. But at least you now have the right to get out without paying a penalty. Yeah, that's for the wireless. And unfortunately, that doesn't work for Internet. But um, you can get out of your contract for wireless on that. I oh, just a minute. In for other services, too. No? Oh, yeah. I, I'll have to, I'll have okay. to double-check myself. Yep. Okay, well, that, that's, um, that's interesting, and that's, that's one heck of an argument that the price on, on a contract isn't a material. Wow. Yeah. Okay, uh, Bob in Mississauga, you have a solution. Well, it's worked, uh, and welcome back. Thank you. Uh, it's worked well for me. Uh, for the folks who don't have Internet, as I always do, your go-to people are your grandchildren. Uh, yeah. Use Facebook, go on their Facebook site, whether it's Rogers, Bell, Air Canada, WestJet, they'll normally get back to you 90% of the time within the day, and they always make you an offer to resolve it. Uh, writing letters gets nowhere, phone calls just get you frustrated. Try that. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised how well it works instead of writing letters to Ottawa or wherever else. Well, you know what? I, I, I think you're right in that um, making complaints on social media seems to get their attention more than anything else. Oh, uh, yeah. They're, they're all over it, especially Rogers. Okay, I know. And I'm going to get all kinds of calls from people who are saying, but I'm not on social media. But, uh, you know, that's... Go, go to your grandkids. Good advice, Bob. Thanks for that. All Bye-bye. Bye. And uh, Ellen, uh, would you agree with that? Uh, yeah, um, on Twitter, um, Rogers Helps, which is their their help site, there's my doorbell ringing, um, they are very quick to pick up on complaints when people address me and Rogers Helps. Uh, Rogers Helps is usually there even before I get there, so that's quick. It doesn't mean that they will fix it, but at least they will address it. And um, the problem with Facebook pages is that sometimes companies can delete stuff that they don't like. I'm not sure about the telecom suppliers, but I've heard from a lot of other companies that they just wipe out things that they don't like. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, it's their Facebook page after all, right? So they feel that they can police it. Okay. Uh, let's go to Ida in Mississauga. Hello, Ida. Hi. I had called um, probably uh, two months ago 
about this issue, and I didn't name the company at the time, but I had switched from Rogers to Bell mm-hmm. on everything. Mm-hmm. And was and it better? They had sent me a letter saying that, okay, we now owe you $33. <laughs> okay. Okay, a couple of months went by, and I didn't get that credit. Well, as David Letterman says, you're not dealing with a chimp here. So I phoned and said, hey, where's that $33? And I eventually got it. But you have to, you have to watch your bills and you have, like, I'm, like, I can't stress that too much that every month check one bill against the other. Okay, that's that's always good advice. Thanks very much, Ida. Okay. Okay, and uh, let us go to... Oh, excuse me, one other quick thing. If you're having difficulty, ask to speak with the supervisor. And yeah. somehow things get uh, ironed out on that call. Or sometimes the, they just leave you there for, for a very long time while they're trying to find the supervisor. That happens... Right. A lot too. Yeah, uh, but I. Um, okay. Yes. I dig in. Thanks. And people have to dig in. Thanks very much. Let's go to Don in Toronto. Hello, Don. Hi. How are you, Libby? Fine. How are you? Good. You feeling better? Uh, I'm feeling better. Thanks so much. Good. Yeah, I, I'll tell you about both companies. Last November, I got a call from Rogers, and they offered me such a super deal that I said, "Yeah, okay, I'm going to go for it." The next day, another guy from Rogers calls me, and I tell him I already made a deal, and then he tells me I can't have the deal. So Bell calls me because they found out I was going to switch. In November, this is January, they told me of this great deal because my family's been with Bell for over 100 years. You know what? I talked to four different people at Bell Canada, and nothing's come through yet. I'm still paying the same price, and I don't want to go to Rogers because Rogers, this guy who kept calling me, he gave me a different name, but when you know a voice, you know you're talking to the same person. Okay. They're, they're both unbelievable. Yep. Uh, that's uh, Thanks, Don, for that. Uh, it's true. I mean, it's kind of luck of the draw, but they, you know, um, w- some people find one better, some people find the other better, but, but the fact is, there's problems with both of them. Uh, we're running out of time on this, so um, Ellen, uh, just as a, a parting thing, what would you tell people in terms of advice? I'd say uh, stand your ground. Uh, try to get transferred at uh, Rogers and Bell. Rogers has the Office of the President, which is their higher-level problem solvers. If you can get your complaint there, you'll probably get a good resolution at Bell. It's the Executive Office. And if you can't get anywhere, let the media know, because we have good contacts there. And uh, we're interested in hearing about trends in what's going on in telecom. So please uh, get in touch with us. Okay, and John, what would you like to leave us with? Uh, just people should recognize that the sales call, uh, you think you've concluded a contract. That's not the contract. At least that's what the companies think. It's what they send you after. So um, just keep that in mind. And that's why we want to have this inquiry about sales practices, maybe get some rules around them so that people don't have to be quite so on guard about that difference. Okay. Thank you very much to you both. 
Bye bye. Thanks, Libby. Bye. Bye. Okay, uh, we have to take a quick break. Uh, we could not get to all the calls on this, but remember, Free for All Friday is coming up, and uh, we may even have to do a follow up before then because uh, just judging by the call volume, obviously this is a big problem. When we come back, we are going to talk about uh, that hijab hoax. Uh, And uh, we'll be right back after this. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.